it's been way too long and I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese. Followed by Hey guys, welcome to Top Fives and Deep Dives. This is Justin. We've got Mike across the pond over in the UK. What's up, dude? Tell you what, brother. I'm a little bit stressed about this episode. <laughs> Are you? This was toughest episode to date. Without I, doubt. C- I could not agree more. It just... If I have changed things on air before, I literally was... I took an extra five minutes to sign on and get on with you today because I was just toiling quickly playing songs off each album that I was, that I was debating between just trying to figure this out. Cause what we're doing today, everyone top five desert Island albums. What that means is the top five albums you would bring with you to a deserted Island. But Keep in mind that you're going to have all five albums. So it's not like your top five albums, if you could have one album ever, it's you're getting five. And these are the five. Correct, Mike? Yes, correct. Yes. So I definitely, uh, well, maybe we can talk a bit of strategy, but I definitely tried to play them off each other so that I was getting, you know, maximum value with just five albums. Same. Same. And it, it really was interesting because a couple a couple of maybe my favorite albums ever didn't make the cut, whereas a couple that I like, but maybe I don't even consider some of my favorites ever are in there because it just they it feels so right for the setting. Yeah, and, and I mean, real quick before we get into the spotlight, I'll just mention that both Justin and I we really went into this topic. We were imagining ourselves alone on islands, thinking about what we would need to get us through. I mean, it's survival, our sanity and our survival is at stake. You know, we've toiled over lists before, but that was child's play compared to this mental exercise. This this was an all timer. And before we get into it, we're going to talk about our spotlight for the week, which keeping in line with... Uh, with music, albums, we're going to talk about an album. The new Dispatch album, Break Our Fall, which just came out very recently. If you don't know Dispatch by chance, they are one of the biggest independent bands of all time. They started in the in the mid-90s as a three-piece. Chad Stokes, Brad Corrigan and uh pete humble and they just they blew up they had you know some of their famous songs are the general bang bang flying horses um they ended up breaking up sort of when they were super super big and they played this legendary concert at the hatch shell in boston for free which 
it might even to this day still be, but at the time it was the biggest independent concert of all time. Then they ended up getting back together for a few shows at Madison Square Garden, dispatched Zimbabwe to raise money for Zimbabwe in 2007. And then they ended up getting back together. But unfortunately, Pete, he has dealt with some mental uh, health issues and depression issues apparently for a long time. So he left the band and the band became, I believe, a five piece. And that's what it's been to this day. And they're, they're great still. And they've been putting out quality album after quality album. And this was the very first album that was actually recorded with the new members and not Pete. So these these members have been playing with them for years now, but this is the first album that they actually played on with Chad and Brad. So pretty cool. What do you think of the album, Mike? Dude, I thought it was really solid. Um, you know, I mean, I think Dispatch gets gets lumped in with sort of the jam band vibe, um, and this definitely has that kind of folky sort of feel to it but uh it plays really well as an album you know i could see you kind of putting this thing on like a car car ride and you know playing it all the way through um great stories that kind of really get you involved in the song very sort of uh social kind of political themes to it so i thought it was pretty relevant um i'll throw out a few songs but i won't hog all of them but uh all this time was great second class is great Stoned enough together in the night is great. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? There's there's a bunch of great tracks on here. Man, I so I'm with you. I th- I think it's a great album. Um, I actually was like, I'm not gonna say worried because they've never put out an album really that's disappointed me. But their last album, America Location Twelve, was just so good that I was like, is is there are they really gonna be able to make another album that's sort of that level? And and I feel like they did. I think it's really great like you said plays great as a full album which is a bit of a lost art and man they're just they're such you know especially chad he's just such a great songwriter but uh i love the the few that you just shouted out i'm also a big fan of one by one uh the title track break our fall the poet nurse and the identical queen and then i'm i absolutely love might be my favorite track the final track pour into you but just just a great album through and through. Highly recommend checking it out. And uh, they just they just have that sort of acoustic, folky sound down to a T. But just so many different instruments that they play, and all five of these guys harmonize together, and it's, it's just they're wonderful, wonderful. If you get a chance to see them live, uh, if you're in the states, they just announced an acoustic tour for the fall. Highly recommend going to check them out. Well, now I think we got to get we got to get to these desert island albums. Let's let's do it. Let's pull let's off do the it. Band-aid. Let's enter deep into our isolation on an island. Sadly, we won't be together. But that would make that would be the saddest part of the whole endeavor. At least we have music to get us through. Very important to both of us. Very important. Although you know, it's hard to even be happy with my list having to leave off such incredible albums. But I, but here we are. This is the this is the list we chose. And so 
to give everyone a bit of a qualification just before we start, we decided prior no compilation albums, so no like greatest hits albums um, or anything like that. And no compilation albums that are like, let's say, uh, Mike, what's like a compilation album? Like like everything under the sun. Like exactly everything put together. Yes. No, that doesn't work. So it has to be either just a straight up classic real album, or we did say that live albums absolutely count. So live yeah. album or regular album. So with that said, Mike, I believe you get you go first today. Okay. Um, just just start us off because this one just this one just killed me. Okay. I had a lot of different looks at, at five. And I ended up with this is my only hip hop album out of all my five, which is somewhat rare because that's really all I listen to on a daily basis. And I went with Outcast Stankonia. Wow. Nice. Um my my thought here is that yeah i needed at least something hip-hop in case you know i'm in that mood need those vibes but you know this album brings in a lot of different stuff right i mean they're they're very eclectic with their style there's like gospel stuff in there there's rock you could you could argue funk um as well and it's a longer album uh granted there are like you know skits or interludes or whatever you want to call them but it's 24 tracks in total which i thought would be helpful and yeah, man, the, the other thing is that there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on lyrically here. So I feel like it's something that, you know, in my daily life, I like to listen to a lot. You can always kind of catch new things that Andre is coming up with um, that bring more meaning to the songs. Um, you know, there's there's great tracks that are kind of in that vein, like Slum Beautiful, but then obviously, you know, just massive hits. So Fresh So Clean, Miss Jackson, Gasoline Dreams, you know, Bombs Over Baghdad later on in the album. Uh, you know, for me, I think this is my favorite Outcast album, but I'm I could really be talking to several others in this spot. But I like all the different variety um, and moods that I can get done when I'm by myself on the island. I love that. That's a great. That is a great pick. And for and again for you, somewhat shocking because, like you said, like hip hop's your most listened to genre. Yeah, that means no Eminem, no Two Chains. Uh, and obviously anybody else that would be, yeah. And this definitely isn't my favorite hip hop record. You know, we did that top five list and this wasn't on there. So it's more about the variety I get from this. Obviously a fantastic album and it would be in my top say 20, but you know, that's where I think we were both just sort of really trying to get in the mindset of what we're going to need out there. Exactly. And speaking of my number five, I'd say was was the album and the reason that it's at number five that I most was on the fence about including. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. And the reason that I did end up pulling the trigger and including it is because as we get down my list, you'll see the other genres and the other itches that I scratch with what I chose. But I had no nothing bordering on hard rock and i love rock music in general i came up loving you know stuff like 311 uh limp biscuit which i'm proud to have loved some people 
would laugh, but I thought Limp Biscuit was awesome growing up, and I still do. I was going to say Park, exactly. Lincoln Park, and then this band here, who I included, which is Incubus, and that is the album Science. Ooh, nice pick. Thank you, thank you. So, Science, if you're unfamiliar, it's it came out in 1997. It was Incubus's second album, and it started to make some waves for them, but they didn't really blow up and become famous until their next album, Make Yourself. This this album, though, it is like a funk odyssey, man. It is the funkiest they ever get. It blends funk with metal with... There's psychedelic songs on here. It just... To me, it's their most... I don't know. I don't want to say interesting musically because they have other albums like Crow Left of the Murder that I think is such a creative album. But this one does the most for me and I think is just a very interesting work. And it just fucking if you just want to turn some music up loud and run around and jump around, this is great for that. And then it also has songs like Summer Romance which just actually feels perfect for on a beach by yourself in the middle of nowhere. So I wanted to scratch that sort of closer to hard rock itch and science by Incubus. That's, that's number five. So, yeah, I actually think this has some similarities with my number five because it's a pretty eclectic album. But I will say also, I have I thought about exactly what you thought about. I did want something a little bit harder um, for those moments, so I have that coming up. But I'm, I'm, I think it's interesting that we both kind of picked up on that being absolutely necessary in one of our albums. Exactly, you because you don't. There's going to be moments where either you're mad or you're just excited, and you just need something a little pump up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm skipping slightly ahead here, but it's not on my list. But I heavily, heavily debated appetite for destruction for that spot. Wow. Did not what go a, with it. What uh, a great album. A fantastic album. Tough to leave it off. But yeah, so uh, that, that's cool that we both picked up on that. But yeah, great pick. Obviously, you love Incubus. Um, interesting choice, but you're, you know, you're deep on Incubus, so I respect it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, totally Changing Directions is my number four. Now, I think we've chatted briefly about this musician, but for me, he it's the the most underrated musician of all time, I could say, only because very few people know who he is. Um, and, and we can talk about why. But his name is Nick Drake, and this is his third and final album, Pink Moon. Uh, he's a British musician. This is in 72. Whoa. Now, the, the reason people don't know him is that, unfortunately, he um, struggled a lot with depression he absolutely refused to do interviews or promote his music in any way. Um, and then eventually, at, at just age 26, he uh, overdosed on antidepressants. Maybe it was suicide, maybe not. We don't know. And in so recent sad. years, you know, some publications have really started to pick up his music and he's gotten, you know, some press um, if you're really, really into music. But he just never went mainstream. So people don't know. A lot about his music. Um, his style is very kind of folky um, in a sense. And this album, the reason that I chose this one, um, this is my sort of 
quiet introspection album. Um, you know, his voice is, is very soft, um, almost like far away in a sense. And it kind of gives you that, like, if you were just hanging about, drifting off to sleep, maybe I find something that I'm able to trip on. I'm on this island. This, that's when I would listen to this record and just sort of ponder, you know, the lyrics. Unfortunately, you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff in there that you could construe as having to do with his depression, but also this just sort of existential beauty um, about them. And the, the, the other thing about this album that I think really, you know, clicked with me was that, you know, it's his third album. And basically, unlike his first two albums, it is literally just him in a booth. There's no backing tracks whatsoever. It's him and his guitar and nothing else. So something about just kind of him being solitary and the thought of me being solitary uh, just sort of clicked. And that's that's why I went with this. Dude, you know, I still you have mentioned him once to me, but I still haven't listened, which is a crime. So this this whole album is 28 minutes. So it's a very quick one for you if you want to check it out. And there's I mean, every song is a gem, but I'll just throw out a few. The title track, Pink Moon, is great. But Road, Which Will, No, From the Morning, they're, they're all great. But yeah, it's all it's very quick little bursts. You know, it's just 28 minutes long. So it's an easy one to to throw on there if you're not familiar with this work. Okay, amazing. I absolutely want to do that. Great pick. Love your explanation too. My number four, in a sense, would all well, it would. It would. It would also be if I found any, any, any magical mushrooms, perhaps on the island. Yes, the one that I would also trip glad to. That we both considered this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so you, Mike, obviously, and, and some of the listeners, if you know me well, like I've gotten very into electronic music over the last five years. And so I, I was when I was thinking about everything, I was like, I need to scratch that itch somehow, because if this was all the music I was going to have for the rest of my life, I'd be very sad if I didn't have any of that. Most of the good, more long form stuff are like mixes and stuff. So not actual albums, which obviously we can't include. And a lot of electronic artists just release singles so i ended up choosing an album and it is one of my favorite electronic albums ever i don't know that it would be in my top 10 or 20 albums ever but it is an album i listen to all the time it would be fucking perfect for a deserted island and that is brightest lights by lane eight if you're unfamiliar with Lane 8, his music is very ethereal. So it's perfect music to be listening to outside, whether in the sun or at sunset or in the dark. And it's very, uh, for the most part, calming. And so it's it would be a perfect soundtrack to being in complete solitude on a beautiful deserted island and at the same time it can lift you up and take you to highs it can take you to some uh, very briefly darker places and i just think you get the full spectrum with this album and i think it would be awesome to have with you for an island Dude, that's that's really interesting because that is sort of yeah similar vibe to what I'm talking about with Night Number Four. 
Exactly, which I which is very very interesting, and I guess I'll shout out a few songs, some highlights. There's a lot of highlights, but I'd say my my favorites would be. I'll just rattle off a few real quick. Road, Just, Brightest Lights, the actual song, Sunday Song, and The Gift. Those those would be my my absolute must-listens. Nice. I will definitely have to check that out someday. Much like when you did the two-and-a-half-hour Blink lecture about everything they've ever done. <laughs> I, need, I need Electronic Music 101 course. I'm, from I'm giving it to you. It's coming soon. And I think Lane 8 is is one of the artists that I'm pretty confident to some degree you'll enjoy because it's very uh I don't think it's what you're envisioning. Maybe maybe my description helped, but it uh it's very different than mainstream EDM. I'm going to check him out. I wrote it down. It's official. Amazing. It's on the list. And actually also a good segue to my number 3. Ooh. Um though I'm not going to offend your electronic sensibilities in any way i will attempt to explain okay so and it's only a a small piece of my number three which uh another person i could say that that similar to my number four another person that i don't think we've talked about on the pods people don't know you do obviously but people outside don't know that i am totally obsessed with this person and have to defend pretty much on a regular basis uh because i think he's sort of a genius which is Mike Posner. You love that man. I do. I really do. And what I've chosen here is actually a mixtape. I don't know if that's cheating. Uh, and that is the layover mixtape from 2011. Okay. I'll, I'll let it slide. It's a, it's a cheat, but I'll let it slide. We're allowing it. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So I, this is definitely one of those picks where people are going to come after me and I love it. But here's here's why I went with that. I mean, this is sort of my upbeat kind of electronic thing. Now, I'm not saying it's like electronic music, though. I mean, there's a song with Rusko. That's a person, right? That That is absolutely an electronic uh, person. He's a, he's a great DJ. But yeah, it's, it's sort of that more digital vibe, I guess, is where I'm going with that. Um, yeah. But I th- I'm getting a lot out of this, this record because, again, it's 21 tracks. I'm getting covers in addition to his own music. So there's covers of Wonderwall. There's a cover of Rocket Man. So I'm getting kind of cheating in being able to get more artists, sort of, uh, more music. Um, and I'm getting interesting features. Big Crit's on here. Twist is on here. I mentioned Rusko. There's a whole bunch of other ones. And finally, what's interesting about this mixtape is that in each song name is a parentheses and then it tells you like the vibe that you should have when listening to the song. So like some of them are like pregame to this vibe to this chill to this reminisce to this. So it kind of gives you all these different moods that he's trying to hit, which I thought would be sort of a value uh, pick for me. In addition to just loving him and I just have a blast with this mixtape because I think he's, I think a big part of I definitely like him more than anybody should, but like I think a big part of his oeuvre, if you could say, is that it's it's he's never quite he's always struggling to put out sort of what he wants to put out and make it connect, and it's long time between projects, and then he walked across the country for however fucking long that took. Then he got what bit by a rattlesnake. Yeah, right? got bit by a rattlesnake, and I think with this being a mixtape. You could kind of just tell that there's like no pressure and he just had fun putting this music out. And then that that really comes through in the music. And I always have fun listening to it. 
Well, you sort of do have two hip hops. Because Posner isn't 100% hip hop, but like, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, But yes, you love Mike Posner. I have to be completely honest. I haven't listened to too much of his music post 2009, which is like when he started. Yeah. But in 2009, when we were at BU, I played out the A Matter of Time mixtape. I mean, for like two years, probably straight. I was obsessed with that thing. Great mixtape. Um, great mixtape. Drug dealer girl, cooler than me. Incredible. Evil woman. Um, but anywho, not surprised to see him show up on your list. And I think you just inspired me to to take a listen through some of his stuff because I remember seeing like hearing a song or two over the last few years and being like, oh, this shit's good. Like it and much different than what I remembered, of course, because I know he's had a bit of a. Uh, He's pretty diverse. I I do think that, you know, honestly, I'm not sure if he'll ever really figure out exactly what he wants to do. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's one of those people that like I, I I do think there's something great inside of him, but like I'm just not sure if we're ever going to get that like monumental project. Hey, he's done something right because he has fans like you that That's right. fucking love him. Great pick. So so that was number 3. My number three. Wow. Okay. Wow. My number three was definitely the pick that shocked me the most that maybe will shock other people the least in terms of like the general population choosing an album for this. So this album is not one of my favorite albums of all time. And I love, love, love the artist. But the only album I really ever listened to on a on a regular basis by this artist is a greatest hits compilation album. So I was like, well, you know, if I'm going to be living in solitude on a deserted island for the rest of my life, there is one artist who I love listening to whenever I've been on islands or in sort of beach heavy countries or tropical paradises. And I have to have one of the man's albums. So my number three is Exodus by Bob Marley and the Whalers. Wow. Okay. Nice. So I thought about this long and hard because I was like, do I want one of my favorite albums ever that maybe could scratch a similar itch? And I was like, or do I just need Bob? And like, I listened to the whole album And I was like, all right, like, it's a great album. It has, of my favorite songs, it has jamming, it has waiting in vain. um, It has three little birds. It has one love, a couple others that I'm forgetting off the top of my head. But I'd say my three favorite Bob Marley songs are probably jamming, waiting in vain and redemption song. This doesn't have redemption song, but has the other two has some other just incredible like all-time like world-renowned songs and again the album as a whole plays through very well and there's just it's it's such a fucking feeling of just being there on an island just fucking i don't know just just laying out there and living that life and just having Bob's 
words of just both 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 his positive words that just make you feel like every little thing's going to be all right and sort of his his songs where he belts it out a little bit more like waiting in vain and it's just a little hits hits at the heartstrings a little bit and it just it, to me it's quintessential for a deserted island had to Dude, be there for me this is so i also have something on my list coming up that kind of captures that sort of island feel so i like Ooh. that you went for that uh with nice. reggae and yeah bob i mean i'm, I'm also actually it's really strange because i'm with you on that as well like i my rotation of bob marley is the songs of freedom three cd set um so I'm yeah the, I, i'm the legend the legend yeah, album yeah uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's a solid pick. I mean, if you're out there, also, I love that our islands are just like complete paradise. Like we're there by, <laughs> ourselves. We're there by ourselves. Like, it's basically just Mai Tais on the beach, just by ourselves. Mai Tais on the beach. I'm, I'm fucking cutting down coconuts and just drinking fresh coconut. Like it's just a life. Just listening it's to just, Bob. It's just yeah. fantastic. Relaxing. I love that. Maybe I'm making myself like a, um, what are they like underwear like with like the fucking leaves like oh yeah yeah and definitely like one of those hats too a hundred percent like i need to fully embrace the the lifestyle and both of us have just automatically taken for granted that at the bare minimum they have psychedelics on the island <laughs> <laughs> which is gonna get us through a lot of this because yeah, definitely we're gonna be fine actually and there's uh, definitely uh, an unlimited supply of of beer Absolutely, absolutely. Zero percent struggle. Just chilling out, listening to, to Bob Marley. Rest in peace. <laughs> gonna catch fish with spears. It's gonna be great. Incredible work. Yeah, I love that. This is a great pick, though. I mean, Thank it you. feels it feels like one you have to have on there. Something for just kind of the the beach island vibes. I mean, how can you not have that? You, well, the answer is you need it, which is why I have it. Well, taking a completely opposite turn again. Uh, so my number two is what I alluded to earlier with my sort of just like blow it out rock album. I mentioned that I considered Appetite for Destruction and ultimately I went with an album that's just more personal to me, which is Nirvana. Nevermind. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So I've got just a bunch of rock songs that I can just belt to, but also kind of slower um, songs that I can kind of, kind of ponder uh, a little bit more like something in the way or something like that. And I think also not to get too, too dark into it, but like, I do think that, you know, sometimes probably not going to be super happy in case there actually isn't like a bunch of psychedelics. And I thought just something to think about. That's like, you know, I like to listen to sad music when I'm not feeling up to it, you know, and there's definitely that on this album. Um, this is one that's, I, I used to like, this was remember when you used to have CDs? I was just like the, about to say of, that. Of course, of I still have them. Um, but yeah, this is one that was always in my car. I used to listen to it all the times. So I love to listen to this on like a drive from say our house up to Yukon. Like it's like the perfect length uh, for that. So I've spent a lot of time on the road listening to it. Um, and I thought just kind of, you know, Kurt just sort of has one of those voices that I can see myself getting more out of. Um, and have over time, you know, just, just listening to this album on repeat. So that's my, that's my kind of rock go for it. Just head banging with nobody. 
there you go. It's a very respectable choice. Uh, I mean, it smells like Teen Spirit, one of the greatest rock songs of all time. And yeah, it's. I'll, I'll also give a hot take. I'm not the biggest Nirvana guy. I do like them, so don't don't take it the wrong way. I definitely like Nirvana, and I have a handful of their songs in the rotation. But Kurt's voice for me doesn't. Just stop right there. (laughs) I was literally about to be like, I understand why you wouldn't necessarily love Nirvana because they're a band that's like gotten so much publicity because of both Kurt and then just like being symbolic of kind of a movement. Yeah. Uh, But but Kurt's voice is unassailable. I mean, that's just. No, he's got a great voice. That's not what it is. It's that the sound that they have going for them and where his voice, it's not me saying that he has a bad voice. It's just saying his voice isn't always for me a hundred percent of the time. It's like, I can't listen to Nirvana albums on repeat. It's like, I, I, I can only take it in certain doses, which is very different for most people, which I full well understand but that's just me. That's just me. You do you. It's your I, island. Yeah, you I'm really, you I'm really deserting myself right now with this, with this take. <laughs> oh God! And I'm just gonna follow it up with a number two that's not nearly as critically acclaimed as the as the great Nirvana. I but uh, here we go. So my number two will come as no surprise to anyone. It was really just a matter of which one's he gonna pick. But my number two is Blink-182, the Mark, Tom, and Travis show, The Enema Strikes Back, their live album. Whoa. Yeah. Went, went with the live album. And a lot of thought went into this. So Blink, my favorite band of all time, obviously need to have one of their albums. If Mike and I didn't say this at the beginning, we also, you could only pick one album from each artist. So... I was thinking through and really an argument can be made for almost any of their albums with me. I'd say the ones it came down to for me were dude ranch, take off your pants and jacket with the bonus tracks, of course included and the Mark Tom and Travis show. So it was going to be one of those three for me. And I'll tell you why I went Mark Tom and Travis show because although you don't get any songs from take off your pants and jacket, you get most of the Enema of the State songs. You get some Dude Ranch and Cheshire Cat songs. You get Man Overboard recorded version at the end. And it's probably the funniest live album of a band ever. So it doubles as a bit of a comedy. Oh, and nice. it's like, okay, if I want to get some laughs in, I put this on. It's also like it also anyways might be my favorite Blink album when all said and done, but it's just so good through and through. You get the energy, too, because they play it faster than on the album. Get the iconic star with Dumpweed. And this was such a staple in my childhood and still a staple today. But I think especially the fact that you get that comedy angle was so huge for me. I was like, how the like. Am I going to have to make myself laugh the whole time on the island? I hope not. It's Great like, point. I'm not that funny. I'm not that funny. And I've got I've got Mark and Tom to, to take me there instead. 
and just Travis with his drum. Yeah. Oh God, this guy, this fucking guy hates Mark Hoppus. He doesn't even know Blink much. He, but he's a he's a Tom Stan. He's a Tom yeah, Stan. I really am. Well, as this album will tell you, and Tom will tell you, aliens exist. And and over the years, I gotta say, Mike knows this. You all know this if you listen to our Blink episode. I lean on the Tom side of things too, and I love all three guys. But just there's something about Tom. He's just it's all about the voice inside his head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Great pick, though. I mean, you're right. We knew this was coming somewhere, but uh, I like, you know, we we agreed that live albums was was totally fine. So I like that you're able to get, you know, a bunch of albums put together. And then I like the, you know, the live, the comedy aspect to it, bringing something a little bit unique. I think this is a, a well thought out pick for your obvious Blink representation. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, which is is actually a nice segue to my number one. Which oh is my god, favorite. number one, number one already. My favorite band of all time. Also getting some comedy in here. That's not really what I was going for necessarily, uh, but now that you've said it, that will actually help. This is Forty Ounces to Freedom by Sublime. Wow, had a feeling this could show up. Now Sublime album is almost certainly a better album than 40 ounces to freedom. So I could see why somebody would say that. And obviously if you had everything under the sun, then that would be fine. I, I wouldn't need any of the rest of these albums. But um, this one is, this album just means everything to me. It's just, it's so personal. Um, I'll tell it for the sake of the pod very, very, very quickly. But like essentially I didn't really get into sublime until I was like 16 um, and I was, I was in the hospital for a while and then I was out of school for a while recovering from that. So like a total of six, eight weeks, something like that. And I just sort of happened to pick up this album, uh, at the same time. And I just spent countless days and nights with this album on repeat. Um, and since, since then it's just meant everything to me. So even though I agree that sublime is a better album, this also is, you know, something that we've talked about on the pod a few times is, kind of that first album which is a little bit more raw um there's definitely way too much going on in terms of style it's it's totally unfocused it's all over the place but but bro can i tell you something i fully am with you as 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 a big sublime fan myself i like 40 ounce of freedom more i think they're both they're both almost perfect albums but i prefer 40 ounce of freedom and sort of that raw feel of it dude love that love that that's amazing yeah what was that? Oh yeah. So I was just going to say, this is sort of my, yeah, that kind of like ska reggae feel that I think goes well um, with the Island. But really mm-hmm. this is the one that I would have on all day, every day, no matter what it always, you know, makes me feel good. I could just keep it on in the background. Um, I do get covers on here as well, which I think is attractive. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll just listen to this on repeat till the end of time. Really? Give me your three favorite songs. If you had okay. to pick, gun to your head. Wow. How dare you? Um, I know. Badfish, Scarlet Pagonias, Rivers of Babylon, and right back. <laughs> I, went for, I, went for, I went for He went for So, okay. I'll give you mine. I'd yes. go. Ooh. And five would be Rook. All right. This actually hurts me. Five. I'm not going to pick right back only because you did, but I also love that song so much. Oh man, I didn't realize this. I, that was really mean of me to ask you top three. Like you need well, five. Now you, at least. See now you have to do it. 
I, 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 ate it. I, I just extended it to five anyway. So give me okay. your five. Okay. I'm gonna the name go, oh man. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go forty ounce of freedom. I'm gonna go we're only gonna die for our arrogance, which I know is a cover, but I am fucking obsessed with it and live it's insane. Hey, I picked a cover too. Two of them actually. Um, that's true, you did. I'm gonna go let's go get stoned. Nice. Oh my god, I don't know. Uh Dude, 54 46. That's I know like it's a, so good. That one might have to be there. I'll tell you what I'm between right now. I'm between that. I'm between Scarlet Begonias and and right back in day rape. Oof, but KRS one is still unpicked. Oh my I god. Know. I think I'll do date rape because someone has to pick it and it's so yeah, fun. Yeah. Fair enough. And fuck it, I'll pick five, four, four, six. That's my number, just because you already did Scarlet Begonias and right back. Um, I mean, also though, just... we have to say what up to waiting for my Ruka. Oh, I, I snuck that in as my number five. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, but still, oh. I mean, we didn't do smoke two joints. I mean, I know. Don't push. Don't push. That's like probably my number six, honestly. I mean, what happened whole... is amazing. Oh. Evan. And we didn't officially say KRS One, which I love. I mean, the KRS One into Rivers of Babylon to to close the album is just unbelievable. This whole album, man. I mean, and, and the Sublime album is is definitely more sort of top heavy. Um, yes, is what people know. But this one, I think, flows amazing as an album, and I just I'll never get sick. And and over time, even though it was didn't do very well critically especially since it was their first album but over time i think it sold already two million copies just because of people going back and sort of reevaluating it mm-hmm. no i'm i'm fully with you is that it was on my honorable mentions for this app um and we should just mention for anybody that doesn't know justin and i are very lucky to sort of grow up in the regional area of the greatest sublime cover band ever in history probably the greatest cover band in history period agreed and and are they are they i don't even know how to say this without brad rest in peace are they better than going to see sublime themselves sublime with rome one thousand million percent as someone that has seen both multiple times um bad fish the truly i i mean this no disrespect to sublime with rome i guess a little disrespect but they are just not great live and i don't think rome's voice i think their originals that they've made are 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 interesting and good but they just don't sing the old school songs they just don't sound right and bad fish they just sound so fucking spot on they have the perfect, perfect energy like mike and i both i mean uh, i mean i've seen bad fish probably 15 plus 20 times maybe like it was just a thing you did living in connecticut they, they're from rhode island and i've been lucky enough to see them out in california a couple times even but oh really i didn't know that That's yeah they, they tour the country occasionally we've seen them kramer and i went at least once and and the time we went you're gonna lose it at this they played 40 ounce fully through oh. in california oh yeah it would kill me i know but man what a great what a great number one put pick like truly an incredible album and a, and a great album for a deserted island a much better 
album for it, in my opinion, than the Sublime self-titled, which which is also an incredible album. Agreed. Agreed. I'm 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 glad you. I did not think that was the case. Uh, I'm glad that this is your preferred album. So it is indeed, dude. I've had some legendary mosh experiences to we're only gonna die for our arrogance at toad's place in new haven it's so fucking lit yes it really does with that said i'll lead us to number one and i guess the one parallel i'll draw between yours and mine is both bands are east coast heavy band well no no sorry (laughs) east coast heavy in that bad fish yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I you're, you're like, what? Wait, you mean like one of the biggest West Coast bands of all time, Sublime? This is your first Dude. Day, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think I just had a fucking brain aneurysm. But uh, Badfish is just that good. They are that good. So Badfish is such an East Coast heavy band. At least they were when we were growing up. Now they tour the country. But um, this band that I chose for number one, it's a very East Coast heavy band, also tours the country at this stage in their career but always does the best on the east coast where they're from and uh this pick was really a no-brainer for me it's it's the one album that when we had this topic when we started this topic i knew immediately i need this album like this album i would have to have with me it can bring me through such different ranges of emotion and it's definitely probably not a regular pick for most people, but it is for me. And that is the, the live album 34th and eighth by OAR. Oh, I respect it. I definitely respect it. It is, it is a two disc live album recorded when the band played at Hammerstein Ballroom for two nights in 2003. Thanksgiving weekend, 2003. Album came out in 2004. Hammerstein Ballroom, New York City. You got 18 tracks total on the album. And man, this this live album, let me just say right now, it's my favorite live album of all time by any band. Um, I love listening to live albums, by the way, if you can't tell by my, my, my top two here. And this one, since the day I bought it back in maybe 2005, I think, or six when I bought it, it's been in heavy rotation for 15 years now. Wait, let me step in very quickly to just say that I don't like live albums. I, I generally prefer, unless it's like my favorite bands and I need to listen to all the performances over and over and over again. I prefer the cleaner sort of recorded versions um, just because of the sound quality. Mm-hmm. But these are basically, basically the only way I listen to these songs is on this album because it's so fucking incredible. Wow. That just got me so fired up. And I have to say, like, OAR is a band, their live albums are really good. Like, there's some bands, like what you just said, Mike, there's a more polished feel usually to a recorded album. And I think for a lot of bands, that's nicer. OAR is like a rare band where, especially earlier in their career, their recordings were really raw. And they're so good live that actually the live albums sound better than their earlier albums, which is the inverse of most, most bands. And yeah, just every 
man, every song on this album. So obviously it pulls from songs from a bunch of different albums and the set list or like the, the tracks that they pulled for this, it, it pretty much couldn't be more perfect. And getting that full concert vibe with the talking in between and hearing Mark uh, Robert's the lead singer, Mark's sort of little stories that he tells in between the songs. And they're notorious for Mark sort of creating lyrics on the go, like sort of like not bridges, but like little extensions of songs. And he's so good at it and it's so heartfelt and he does that a lot on here. But yeah, just an incredible song selection, songs that pump you up, songs that are about getting over a girl songs that are about falling in love songs that are about songs that are about you know a song like i feel home which is probably one of the greatest sort of uh you know remembering your roots and and your friends and the people that you call home type songs out there and and everything in between you know lots of lots of other things and then of course the entire album ends with my single favorite live song of all time, this version specifically, the nearly 18-minute version of, of their biggest hit that was a crazy game of poker. And it is just, it, it's unbelievable. It's the whole album. I could go on about it for days. Just, if you've never listened to these guys, put this album on and give it a chance. It's so good. And I, this is for me, just like you with 40 ounce, this is the album I'd have playing a lot. And they, they have little reggae undertones in certain songs like the opener, Dara Ode. They really run the spectrum. And I think it'd be a really good deserted Island album because it's sort of got that easy acoustic vibe to it. At times you got a little reggae in there, but you also get really heartfelt and sort of introspective and very fun. So you sort of, you really get a range of emotions on this one. Yeah. I think this is actually a really good choice. Cause this is also like, if you haven't listened to, well, whether you have listened to OER or you haven't, like this works very well also as like a, a background album. Yes. Because it's, it's so long. I don't mm-hmm. even know the total length, but it must be over two hours. Right. It must be. It must and be. It's like, you, you know, you don't have to listen to it word for word. You just throw it on and it's such light music. You can kind of fade in and out, uh, you know, great to listen to in the car. In this case, you're just by yourself. You just throw it on. Uh, I, yeah, this is a, a great pick. Um, obviously, as you said, the, the 18 minute rendition of, of poker is incredible. Um, you know, city on down black rock about Mr. Brown. I mean, it's, it's so many classics, great fucking album. And yeah, if you don't, if you don't know OAR, I think this is a pretty great jumping off point. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I'd say my if I'm going to shout out a few songs, I'm going to shout out, obviously, the 18 minute poker, as we both did. So moved on, which is fantastic. I'm going to say King of the Thing. And who's Chariot? And then Mike mentioned some great ones as well. So, you know, check them all out. Such a great album. And uh yeah, that's number one. I, that's the one that I'm gonna have on while I'm sharpening my 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 spear fishing stick. Nice. 
Um, let's uh, let's recap real quick, and then maybe we could throw out a, f- a few honorables because we could go on all day with honorables. Of course, of course. Uh, so I'm five is Outcast Stankonia. Four is Nick Drake Pink Moon. Three is Mike Posner The Layover Mixtape. Slight cheating. Uh, two is Nirvana Nevermind, and one is Sublime Forty Ounces to Freedom. Amazing. Uh, mine is number five, Science by Incubus. Number four, Brightest Lights by Lane Eight. Number three, Exodus by Bob Marley and the Whalers. Number two, The Mark Tom and Travis Show, The Enema Strikes Back by Blink One Eighty Two. And number one, Thirty Fourth and Eighth by OAR. Um, okay, honorables. I will yeah, so I'll just rifle off a few. I, I thought about trying to fit some Akon as my hip hop because I thought I might want something not. a little bit poppier to kind of <laughs> fill that vibe. So I thought about Trouble or Convicted album. Couldn't bring myself to do it. Uh, Thank I also God. thought about Mac Miller swimming, uh, which Great is a album. little bit of a different touch on the hip hop that didn't make it. I thought about Cuddy, Man on the Moon. Um, for my tripping album, I thought about Flaming Lips, Zyrica. Ooh. Um, and then the one that really, really killed me is I wanted to get Black Crows on here badly, either a Southern Harmony or Shake Your Money Maker, but I couldn't fit it. Ooh. Yeah, I'd say the one that the one that killed me the most, just an album that I think's a perfect album and for an emo kid like me uh is just a big one is the self-titled album by The Used. Oh, um nice. also I'd say the other one that hurt was Continuum by John Mayer. Uh <laughs> Love that now album. That you mentioned it, bro. Yeah, now that you mention it. Fuck great fucking album i just like when i really was thinking about it i was like eh, there's a lot it's all it's a breakup album and i was like you know i'm not really gonna have any relationships on this island so that's a good point I think i'll be all right but <laughs> then some other ones that i'll rattle off uh either music or transistor both by 311 uh silent steeples by dispatch i really just didn't put that because i felt like i already sort of scratched the itch between oar and bob marley either grand national or home by john butler trio uh out of the vein by third eye blind love that album morning view by incubus uh eric prids presents prida and then last one i'll shout out is which i felt like i scratched with lane eight in terms of soundtrack type music i had the live in prague album by hans zimmer which is is really fucking good man it's got like everything he's done so you've got gladiator you've got lion king you've got inception you've got the dark knight trilogy it's it's really i saw him live once and it was one of the best shows i've ever seen um, damn yeah that would have been a good choice yeah thank you uh so yeah that's my honorables oh you know what one more because i'm going to be killed by some people if i didn't mention this and i meant to the central park concert the live album by dave matthews band such a fucking great album that's my last one that's my last one it's yeah, this is I mean, I pretty much knew there was no chance that we would have any overlap, but it was interesting to hear kind of, you know, what moods you were trying to hit and how similar a lot of our picks were, but with our own taste that, that worked out uh, better than I thought. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I was so I thought you were going to be shocked that I didn't have any like Eminem or anything like that, because I was just like, yeah, like I, I don't need it like when I'm in that setting. And it was so interesting that even you 
I mean, I'm nowhere as big of a hip hop guy as you, although I love certain artists like M. But even for you to just really have one, I guess well, we could say one and a half. But like, I think it really says a lot about sort of the mindset we both tried to get into for having to live in solitude on an island. Yeah. And, and audience, if you think we're overstating how difficult this was, send us your lists. It seems like it will be simple, but it was not. This yeah. absolutely killed me. Please send us your list because this this is it really was the hardest ever. And I love that we both agree on that. Please send us your lists and you know where to find us as usual. Instagram, top fives and deep dives, Twitter, top dives. You can email us top fives and deep dives at gmail.com. And as always on, you know, our Instagram, you will find links to everything. And if you would like to become a Patreon subscriber, we just launched our Patreon earlier this week. Um, It's only $3 a month and you get some cool content, which we explain on the website. Um, One of those things being a personal shout out in one of these podcast episodes. There's some bonus episodes. We posted the first one this week. So check that out. And if you like what you're hearing, we'd love to have you on board. It would would mean the world to us. Can't wait. We're very excited. And uh, we'll see everyone next week. Peace out. Top fives and deep dives with Tata PTM. 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 My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese, followed by Quentin Tarantonius. Wow, that just got me so fired up.